0: Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Matthew chapter 24. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things? he asked. Truly I tell you, Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming, I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. You'll hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom will rise against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All of these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me." At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go down and take anything out of the house. Let no one who is in the field go back to get their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter, or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great distress unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here's the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it, For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you, there he is, out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or, here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call. They will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heaven to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all of these things, you know that it is near right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all of these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the very day that Noah entered the ark, And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill. One will be taken and the other left. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all of his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, My master is staying away a long time. And he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day he does not expect him, and at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him in pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and the gnashing of teeth. This is a very important chapter in the New Testament. It contains what has been known as the Olivet Discourse. This is the conversation Jesus had with his disciples while sitting on the Mount of Olives. And so, this Olivet Discourse is all about the end of time and the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, in verse 3, Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, When will this happen? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And so this second coming, this day of our Lord Jesus, this is what they're talking about. And so he gives them a number of different things to look for. He says that there will be false messiahs that will rise up in verse 5. Verse 6 says wars and rumors of war will be prevalent at that time. It says in verse 7 that nations will rise against nation and kingdom will rise against kingdom. This nation against nation and kingdom of, against kingdom sounds like the same thing repeated twice, but it's not. The word that's translated as nation here is ethnos, and so it's saying that ethnic group will rise against ethnic group, and governments, uh, nation states, kingdoms will rise against each other as well. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places, and Christians will be persecuted, and because of the persecution, many will fall away. There'll be false prophets and wickedness will increase. And so these are signs uh, that will appear before the coming of the Lord. Now, of course, these things have happened previously, but this will be of a higher level of magnitude, intensity, and frequency that this series of events will occur. It goes on to say in verse 21, for then there will be great distress. Now, this great distress, in the King James, it's translated as great tribulation, The word is thispis. It means pressure. The Greek word is thispis. So there'll be great pressure unequaled from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equaled again. So this season of time before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ will be a traumatic period of time. Again, wars, rumors of wars, ethnic groups fighting ethnic groups, countries fighting countries, famines, earthquakes, Christians will be persecuted. There'll be false prophets and false messiahs. Wickedness will be on the increase. All of these things will happen. And then verse 24 says this, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Now, this is verse 24 about the gospel of the kingdom being preached. There are a number of things in the Bible that theologians see different ways. And so this verse, I believe that this is a verse that uh, indicates that the work of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ must be done in every tribe, tongue, and nation before the Lord Jesus can return. Some believe it's just stating a fact, this will happen before he comes. But I believe this is one of the ways that we can participate in hastening the return of the Lord. And so if you've ever wondered, you know, what can I do to facilitate the kingdom of God? Well, friends, you can support the preaching of the gospel. You can support missionaries that go to every tribe, tongue, and nation on earth. You can support the Bible translators that hope to have the Bible in every major language group on earth in this generation. The work of the translation of the Bibles is ongoing. If you've never attended the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., they have a room that's dedicated to Bible translation. And they have sections on a bookshelf showing the people groups that still need the Bible in their language. And so this gospel of the kingdom must be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, every tribe, tongue, and nations. And we can participate with that. I myself travel as a missionary to unreached people groups in some places. The return of Jesus Christ is preceded by these signs. In verse 29, it says, Immediately after the distress of those days... The sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the people of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And so this return of the Lord is something that Christians down through the ages have prayed for and waited faithfully for. And Jesus exhorts us in this same chapter to be ready for his return, because the Bible says no man knows the day or the hour that he'll return, but when he comes, it'll be the time we're not expecting him. He says that even he doesn't know the time of his return, nor the angels, only his Father in heaven, who will determine when he's to return for his bride. So friends, you and I must be ready. Are you ready today if Jesus were to come right now? Are you ready for him to come tonight. Will you be ready tonight, or will you be doing things that you shouldn't be doing? Lord, I pray that I and the listeners would be found doing your work, the work of the kingdom, when you come. I pray, Lord, that we would participate in the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom to every tribe, tongue, and nation. And Lord, I pray that you would hasten your soon coming. Lord, as we see the signs of the times, wars and rumors of war, ethnic group, rising against ethnic group, famines, earthquakes, Christian persecution, all of these things, wickedness increasing. Lord, may they just drive us into your arms more and more. May we become more closely affiliated with you. May we identify ourselves as Christians, both privately and publicly, to all men. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We ask you, Lord, that we may be found faithful on that great day. In Jesus' name, amen.